looks like. Long days, longer nights. You keep starting fights, think you always right. Call you up to tell you I ain't coming home tonight. Say you wanna leave me, it's just talking, but I know you might. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Long Days, Longer Nights. Woo! Yeah. Made it to episode three. <laughs> Give it up to episode three. Who would have thought? Not us. Uh, not us. Uh, but anyways, uh, we have a very big episode this week. Uh, we are interviewing. We, yeah, we're interviewing Emma Block from the Pop Duo Loot, who is now one of our good friends. It was an awesome interview. I hope you guys like it. Um, just as a disclaimer, it is not our normal 40-ish minute episode length. It is a long interview, two hours, um, lots of cool stories in there. Um, we talk music, we talk collabs, we talk everything with her. So please make sure you guys stick um, with it till the end because it's a really good interview, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Definitely one of our favorite interviews. Yeah, it was awesome talking with her. So you guys are going to enjoy it for sure. Also only our – wait. Also, our only interview that we've done. Our first interview, yep. So it's kind of a treat. Um, we understand that it's long, but that's just because we had good conversation with her. So you guys are going to enjoy it for sure. And we're big fans, so yeah, yeah. Big fans. Also, really quick, um, this may open the doors to other interviews. Am I right, Jack? Yeah, I mean, if you guys like the interview with Emma – um, we do have some opportunities to do other interviews with some other people. Um, it's a little different than what we've shown so far, but we really enjoyed this one. So we hope that uh, we have some more coming forward soon. Yeah. I was fine till the night that your friends introduced me to you, fucked me up. We got high at the bar, now the bar's too high. Girl, on the night we met in the city, I should've just got drunk and stayed home. But now I got a piece of you with me wherever I go, I'm still alone. I'm thinking, oh, na na, hey, na na, damn it, I wish I never met you, oh, na na. We're joined by a very special guest, someone who we've wanted to have on the show for a while now. We talked about her in probably every episode so far. Here with us is Emma from the Pop Duo Loot. Emma, thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, So we'll get into obviously the EP and we'll talk some music stuff in a little bit. But first we want to talk about the story of when we met you briefly a few years back at the Billboard music festival here on Long Island. Um, we saw your set. That was the first time I think we were really exposed to your music. Um, yeah, it was my loved, first time listening. Yeah, 
Yeah, Same. that was all of our first time, really, and we loved it. Um, but something happened that day. You, like, fell off the stage or something or, like, hurt your leg. Do you want to tell uh, us about that story? Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that day sparked, like, two months of, like, just immeasurable difficulty traveling, basically, and, like, doing anything. Um, okay, so... What happened was that, by the way, before any of that happened, I had a massive panic attack right before I got on stage, which just happens occasionally. I have like a legitimate like panic disorder, which not to make myself sound dramatic, but it's just, you know, like it happens randomly. Like I can't like control it always. Right. And so I was like having crazy heart palpitations before I got on stage, got on stage. Weirdly, they immediately stopped. I was super like, ready to go having fun like I was so hyped up on adrenaline because of like how fast like my like my heart had been like racing for like 30 minutes before I got on stage by the time I started singing like my verse of I think our first song in that set was like it's gonna take me longer pretty sure um that because that's the song we used to start our set with and yeah so like I like took a deep breath in I was about to start singing and I was like oh cool I'm fine now and I like started like jumping around the stage for the rest <laughs> of the show <laughs> so yeah. at point at one point in the set, I think it was right before uh, IDK single. Yeah, I pre I feel like that's the song we we used to go like out in the crowd and like be like, hey, what's going on? Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Jackson yeah. Decides to jump down off the stage. He's like six one or something, six two. So when he jumps off the stage, it's not like the end of the world. But like he he jumped with <laughs> the help of like the security people. Yeah. Who were there, and I'm like. I'm literally wearing like fucking sorry for cursing, but like I'm wearing like fucking platform sneakers with no support. I, am yeah, I remember that shorter yeah. than you are, and like I have a giant ponytail braid, fake hair braided into my hair. Like nothing is going for me in that sense. Like I have all the other stuff against me. The guy is like, the guy like the two like security dudes are like, yeah, no, it's fine. Just like like prop your feet into our hands it'll be cool <laughs> and I was like are you guys sure about this and he was like yeah, yeah we got you literally I stepped one of the guys had me the other guy I don't know what happened it was just like a miscommunication of like hand and foot situation and like eye eye to eye coordination it was basically like yeah I got you I put my foot down and immediately just literally my foot like fell through his hands I don't know what happened I was like I'm not that heavy I know that this is not a weight thing. <laughs> like, about it now. I I acknowledged the first second that it happened like how actually funny it was and, like I had to like pull myself together because it was really hysterical <laughs> and then like a second later I realized how in pain I was <laughs> And I was, like, making a joke to Jackson because, like, we were, like, on the the banister or whatever, like, that railing that separates, you know, like, the people from the people. Right. Before. And we were both mm -hmm. singing on it because on those big, um, those, like, dividers or whatever, there's little, like, ledges and, like, people can stand on them. And so it's fun to do that when you sing into a crowd and be like, yeah, like, <laughs> this is my hand with a microphone in it. And I'm reaching <laughs> I know because you can't even see that um but yeah so basically um 
I was joking around with him in the crowd and I was like, ha I'm going to have to get that checked out later. <laughs> and I was joking. When I, said it. I thought I was joking. I thought I made like a really funny joke. Cause then all of a sudden I felt fine. I was like, I was like putting less pressure on it, like hanging on to the banister a little bit more while I was singing. Then the pain totally went away, which I should have like recognized what that was and been like, Oh no, Emma, you gotta get this fixed. <laughs> but instead I was like, Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> so Jackson, as soon as that song is over, runs back around to the stage. I'm like, oh, got to keep up with him. So I run back with him, <laughs> bound up the stairs, back onto the stage and finish the whole show, jumping around like a moron. Then the show ends and I'm like about to get my guitar or something. And like all of a sudden, like it's starting to like, tingle back in like all the feeling in my leg and like the adrenaline is starting to wear off and I remember that like my one of like the reps from our label at the time was like down the stairs there's like there's like you know the side stage stairs area Mm -hmm. right my like hair and makeup person is there who's also just one of my good friends and the one of the reps from our label was there and they're both like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And, like, I try to go down the stairs and just, like, fall on the weight of one foot. And I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. She was like, no worries. Like a really bad fall. Like, as I'm about to go down the stairs, she's like, be careful. And I'm like, I'm totally cool. Like, try to put, like, any pressure on it and just, like, crumble. <laughs> and I was like, this is not good. This is not good at all. And there were, like, people at the side of the thing, like, around the stage waiting to like say hi and stuff and like some girl from my college like her sister was there and they lived in Long Island like random people were like meeting me not to mention the fact that my whole family was there and like my best friends were there I think you guys <laughs> really saw them like the yeah. two girls that were with me oh yeah, yeah. the one who took the picture yeah they one of them took a photo yeah oh yeah um, yeah they're, I think that you guys took a photo of us no Maybe I think we did too. I don't remember who. I like don't remember what happened for part of that day. It was all blackout. It was really weird. Like the pain went from like this to like so intense in the in the span of like ten minutes. And I I I almost did break my leg. They were like or break my ankle or whatever. They were like, yeah, you're really lucky that you didn't actually break your ankle. Like, but I digress because we'll get there. So. I say hi to people holding my freaking body weight up on one leg over a like little railing for like 30 minutes. Then I didn't know that they did this, but like somebody called like a wheelchair over because they were like, yeah, you obviously can't fucking walk back to the trailer right now. (laughs) You need to get this checked out because like, Jones Beach could be liable, like Billboard could be liable, like Yeah, and actually that's funny because there hasn't been a billboard since. So <laughs> maybe it's your fault. Hey, really? <laughs> yeah, they canceled it. I think it's like a money thing because like I don't know. I think it was because of how much. many this is unrelated, but so I will tell you in a minute why it most likely got canceled, actually. I'm pretty sure that I know why. Ooh, inside so, inside yeah, so we got the inside there's scoop. some juicy well, it's not really that juicy. It's just Long Island kids being Long Island kids. Like that's it's the classic. same as anywhere. But basically, they wheeled me over. Um, first, they were like, 
feet, the security guards came up to me and apologized as they got the wheelchair for me. And they, they basically wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to sue anybody. And I was like, uh, yeah. in a weird dazed state, like, no, it's a fine. I know you didn't do it on purpose. Like whatever. I probably could have, if anything had happened to me, I probably just, like could have done that anyway, but that wouldn't be very nice of me. So they wheel me over to like the infirmary and I get there, realize that I don't have my phone or my wallet or any of my stuff and it's all in a trailer and we're supposed to be out of that trailer like an hour and a half after we're done performing. Um, I have no way to contact anybody that I'm with. They left me by myself because no one else was allowed in with me. I'm And I'm surrounded by underage drunk as fuck kids. <laughs> Yeah, that was odd. That was odd. <laughs> That's probably why they canceled it, though, because so many kids were there, like, either, like, alcohol poisoning or, like, just being yeah. too drunk, basically. Like, one girl came in and was, like, I guess people were, like, fighting being taken away, like, if they got in trouble from, like, security guards or cops or whatever, and, like, they were, like, being watched in the, like, little doctor's office room area. Yeah. But essentially, I had, like, this giant fucking stilt thing yeah. on my leg, and they wrapped my whole leg around yeah. it because they were like, yeah, you need to bring down swelling before it gets worse, and we got to make sure. And they were like, we want you to go get x-rays right now. You have to go to the emergency room. I was like, I'm not going to the emergency room here. That's not happening. Like, my whole family is here. I'll just go in the city. Like, we have to get back mm -hmm. to the city anyway. Like, I'm just right. going to go there. Like, why would I stay here by myself? I have no way to get anywhere anyway like I don't have a car so uh I think my sister my whole family was waiting for me they didn't know where I was because they didn't even see me get wheeled away in a wheelchair they were like on the other side of the crowd and they just thought that like I hadn't come to say hi to them yet <laughs> and I guess they thought that I wasn't going to and so they like left and <laughs> As they were which when yes, my literally my whole family, my parents who were divorced, who came separately, my aunt who both live in Long Island, my grandma was there. Like everyone just thought that I left without saying hi to them for some reason. I don't know why I would big, I'm too big but for like, the family now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm growing too much. Like I'm the one that's like lapsed memory but like somehow you guys all just think that I wouldn't say hi to you at all before like I leave after playing a show in Long Island anyway <laughs> I think so my my best friend who was actually on the side of the stage with me when it happened she saw me like in this wheelchair and she like filmed me while they were like wheeling me to the doctor and I guess my sister saw that on like snapchat or something that's how long ago this was and like <laughs> she warned my parents like that I was in trouble not in trouble but like that I was like oh Emma's like in the doctor's office at Jones Beach because something's wrong <laughs> like they literally just didn't fucking know and so all of a sudden I'm waiting and I'm like I don't know how I'm supposed to like deal with anything and finally I hear my mom's voice and, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, there's only one person that I know who sounds like this. And, like, of course, my mom just, like, strolls in, and she's, like, hi, <laughs> what happened? And I'm, like, I don't you know. You didn't say hi happened. to us. <laughs> like, 
She's like, we literally left. They let us back in. They weren't supposed to. Because <laughs> like when you leave Jones Beach, you're, like, you're not allowed to yeah, come back. Right. Like, no, you're you never coming back. If you're there for, with a ticket, you can't come back in. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself is a whole thing. So then my dad came. My mom left again, and my dad came, and he waited with me until we like got everything else together. My best friends, I think one of them with my like hair and makeup person got all my shit together in a very hurried mess. I had left everything out. Like, all my shit was out. Everywhere. And they all got all my shit together, put it in a bag in, like, some fashion, and, like, wheeled it all over to me. Everyone had to leave. Like, I had to figure out how to get on the bus or, like, our van or whatever that we had while my foot was messed up. And then I went from Jones Beach straight to the NYU emergency room. That's the whole thing that happened. But, like, I had to wait for the van to come pick us up again because it left. That's why I was waiting there when you guys saw me. On the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah on I the mean, bench, too. That sucks for you, but it worked out for us because <laughs> if that didn't happen, we never probably would be even doing this. So Right, yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. Like, it's such a mundane yet amazing story. Like, I, I just had to wait there for, like, an hour and a half after it happens because no one could do anything. Right. Yeah, we were just like walking by and we were like, wait, is that like And that was just, funny because like, that was like the first time we I ever think knew. It was like literally sideways when you Yeah, you were like this. No, like, we like, like, <laughs> I remember like security was like, kidding, no, I'm like, sorry, you can't. Changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm just like, we're like, what happened? Yeah, like Lou in the no, you can't go in. And then Lou's like, okay, come in. You're like, come on, just come on, quick, quick, quick. Oh my god, that's so oh, god. Oh, a good story. They are really nice, but I'm pretty sure that that's why that show is not happening anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. There were so a lot of like so much sense. Yeah, sorry, that was my bad. That's what happens at like, <laughs> every concert. Show, like, watching yeah, the kids fault. in that room, they were all apologizing to the doctor and like begging <laughs> them not to call their parents. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you need to go home. Like that's you're too messed up to stand. <laughs> like, you're not staying here." <laughs> Yeah, you're blocked out. You have to go home. One of the girls was like so fucked up. Like there were kids throwing up. It it wasn't. It was gross. Yeah. I'm also like a sympathetic puker. Like if I see or smell someone throwing up and I can hear it, like I, I'll puke. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gross. gross. Like that is gross. Ugh. Yeah, stay away, stay away. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the hardest part. It was like not being able to get up while seeing people throw up mm. right near me was yeah weird. yeah it's it was a really fun day though yeah one of the coolest shows we've done just because of like everything that happened that day also um we, right before all of that happened it was like pouring rain all day yeah yeah literally yeah, yeah. it was shitty all day i was like i slipped on the stage when we first got there <laughs> Something was up when I foreshadowing for the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I'll just watch out on the stage. Little did I know that it wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just two guys in front. (laughs) That's so funny. That's that's and I missed like all the cool shit that Jackson and Colin. Colin's Jackson's little brother. He's our drummer. They got to do all the really cool shit right after we got off stage. They, like, went on that, like, giant yacht. They, like, had drinks with people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always look at the yacht. We always look at the yacht. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be there. I was like, I'm in the emergency area. (laughs) 
They, and like they were Great. trying to not tell me that like they were doing fun stuff because they didn't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, at least somebody got to have fun. That's great. <sighs> anyway, that's Anyways, my story of how I almost broke my I leg. Of that story. Great story. Great story. That's nice hearing the other side of that. <laughs> yeah, hearing the other side is funny. I mean, you guys um, got the better side. Like, all. You just Definitely. like you happened to walk by and I was just there and unable to move. <laughs> yeah. No one else noticed. Everyone else was like walking by like I Yeah, know, like we no just saw her like, set. No one is like running up to you. We're like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, they they were drunk, sick. They what do you mean? They were like Yeah, they were I so thought drunk. It was funnier notice. that I was just there and like it was like I didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, like you're literally in the middle like, of like where everyone's walking, like in yeah. the middle of everything. Pretty much. And my dad got me ice cream. It was a good day, even though I hurt myself. It was a really good, good memories, day. Good memories. Good memories. Yeah. Uh, that's such a funny. Anyways, story. um, so we want to move on to um more loop based. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, I didn't want to. Interrupt yeah, no. You. Let's talk music now. Let's talk music. <laughs> music. This is we're all about music, so we're going right into the music. Totally. So, first question: How did loop become a thing? Like, how um, did you and Jackson become? The so. dynamic duo. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, we told him not to say we told, <laughs> told him not to say, not to say dynamic, dynamic duo. duo. I had yeah, to, I had to. We told like, you not to say like, I have my Batman and Robin art that my dad had that I stole from him. Anyway. No, I'm good with dynamic like duos. That. I'm like a huge super comic nerd, but Oh yeah? <laughs> Anywho, digressing once again. Uh so we met in college. Um Jackson was a junior and I was a freshman. And we both went to SUNY Purchase, which is in New York, it's in Westchester. And mm -hmm. they have a really great uh, conservatory of music. That's like, I mean, they have really great conservatories for all the arts. That's, that's their shtick. And it's a really small school, especially the music school. Um, so I was there for studio composition and he was there for studio production. And there's like 15 and 17 kids in each entire group or whatever. Like it's a specific major. Like the ultimate specific major, studio composition. <laughs> but we were both in this songwriting class, um, and our teacher is a producer who is another half of another writing and production duo. Um, his name's Carl St Sturkin. I can't speak anymore. Um, anyway, one of like. our assignments, like, was just to write a song with somebody, but he randomly just paired people who were sitting next to each other, like, because he didn't know anyone's names yet. And Jackson and I were sitting one in front of the other. Um, we had said like five words to each other, maybe up until that point. It was like September. It was like really the beginning of school. Um, and I think like, I actually not think I know. The only thing that Jackson had ever said to me was like that same day. And it, it, it was, oh, I like your phone case. That was like <laughs> the only interaction we had ever had. <laughs> Like, I had Great one of those really cool phone cases that was, like, the little tape cassette things. Do you know, do you remember those? Like, the iPhone cases that, like, looked like tape cassettes yes, on the yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. About. I know what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah. So, apparently, that was really cool. It was really cool. It was, like, dope and purple. Mm -hmm. And, like, it actually looked like a cassette tape. Anyway. <laughs> so, we met that way. Then, we got paired for an assignment the same day at the end of class because we were just sitting with no one next to us. So... He, par he partnered us together, and then right after class, Jackson was like, hey, you want to start working on it now? And, like, I had had this one idea 
that I knew I needed help with and I'd never really worked with a producer before because I was like 17 and just got out of high school I'd never done like a real collaboration with anyone Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't know what to do with this I have a chorus I know I want some sort of droppy thing to happen and I don't know how to do anything related to like partnering with other people in music um and also it was 2013 so like drops were really cool (laughs) it was like you know trouble had come out like pop music and EDM same thing at this point like Kesha trouble Ellie Golding like everything was just like combining yeah all the drugs yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we worked on one song. I played him this idea. He was like, Yeah, let's go work right now. I have access to the studios. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So right after class, we like immediately got to work. I showed him the song. He was like, Oh, I know exactly what to do with this. And he like did the it's like such an iconic thing for me now because like whenever Jackson gets an idea he needs like the whole world to stop for two seconds so that he can like remember the idea and do it because he has such a bad memory that he will forget an idea while coming up with the idea but it's like you know he hears it so he has to like do it while hearing it in his head and so like I play him the thing he starts going at it and all of a sudden he's like yeah something like this and he has like this whole thing ready to go (laughs) and I was like whoa, this kid's next level. <laughs> like, okay. He's already and got the we song like, going. Yeah, we were so excited to, like, do it. And, like, we recorded it. We, like, wrote real verses to it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Why have I never done this with anyone before? Oh, my God. And literally, we've just been working together ever since. Like, That's straight awesome. up. And That's our cool. the teacher, who's a producer writing duo, they also signed us to our publishing deal so they really really ushered us into all of this and like convinced us that we should probably do this more and more and more and he was like yeah you guys need to keep working with each other like we need to have like eight to twelve songs just keep doing this over the next like few months and like we'd love to like you know help get you guys a deal and so we did that was how like loot got started as like a writing partner team um we both wanted to be artists always we are both really musical kids and like I'm super theatrical and shit um I love writing songs and I love performing them same with Jackson so the artist thing was inevitable it was just more of a matter of time and like we both knew that we wanted to be successful at what we did and we didn't just want to be like you know signed and dropped and signed and dropped or whatever and Mm -hmm. not have anything come out so Jackson's whole thing was, I don't want to be doing that unless, like, until I, like, have a hit song or something. Like, he was like, I, I want to, like, be a songwriter first. Weirdly enough, we had just decided to not pursue the artist thing actively, and we were like, let's wait till, like, labels come to us. We don't want to, like, go on a wild goose chase searching for people to like us. I think, like, at the same time that we firmly decided that, um, cheat codes were like, hey, let's, As, we really yeah, like yeah, that song. Yeah. We were like, ask. yeah, we had sent that song in. We wrote it with Ari. Um, you guys, Lau, Ari, Ari left Lau. Um, it was when he was still in New York, he was still Ari. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like still in college, NYU kid. Um, we had started working with him at like, in like the end of 2015 I think that was our first song 
I don't remember when we first worked, but like basically we wrote No Promises either right after he graduated or like when he'd come back to New York after like a little stint here. Um, and so we wrote it, a little time went by, his, not manager, his uh, publisher at the time sent it in, sent it around, pitched it, and Cheat Codes really liked it. And we were like, cool. So then we hadn't heard from them in a while. Um, and all of a sudden in like November, I want to say it was November, um, we got word that like they had like been pitching it to like other A-list artists. They were like specifically looking for like a female A-list artist to do it with. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're like, okay. We at that point were like taught to not believe anything anyone ever tells you. And like, I'm so mm -hmm. cynical as is because I'm just a New Yorker. Like, that's just how I roll. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm a New York Jew. Like, that's my <laughs> shit. Like, I don't believe you unless it happens. Um, otherwise, I get super excited, then it doesn't happen, and then I'm just really annoyed and sad about it. Like, I, yeah. it's too emotional. I can't get invested like that about everything I do. But anyway, we heard from them in like December and they were like, yeah, sorry, we're just waiting till she gets back from Africa. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so we had, me and Jackson were sitting in, Russell used to work at UMPG, my manager, who you guys saw. Um, he used to work at UMPG in an office like around the corner from like our little studio there. And so we were in his office and we were like, Russell, look up like female artists who are in Africa right now. I think it was specifically like West Africa. I was like, look up like A-list female artists in West Africa now. Yeah. And like, Super there's specific. only right one person. <laughs> and I was like, Demi Lovato? <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> we told Ari, we were like, we think it's Demi. Like, we think it's Demi Lovato. We think that's who they, they want on the song. And like, she had like basically already confirmed, but she was, on another continent and we like texted it to Ari and his response was just like that really wide-eyed emoji like the like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember just being like that's how I feel that's exactly how I feel but she cut it we heard it it was really crazy and on top of all of that at the same time that that was going on Island had expressed interest in signing us as artists and they knew we had no promises at the time um because at that point like we weren't totally sure whether it was gonna be for cheat codes because they hadn't like been on the ball with us about it like we hadn't had a, like a lot of back and forth we just we knew they liked it they wanted to work on it they were trying to find an artist but like i said you don't believe anything until it happens right so right. At that exactly. point, we were using it still as us, and we were like, we had talked to people about maybe just releasing it as like us, which I'm so happy we never did that because <laughs> that would not have been the same thing at all. But um, the the head of the label at the time, David Massey, like was like, this this is like this is a loop record, right? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. And like, I mean, I love him so much, and like we just had this meeting with him and like we were like i don't think it's a loot record man i think it's a demi lovato record now and yeah i don't know but like with our during our second meeting with him i guess between the first time and the second time that we met which was like a few weeks apart we wrote high without your love and we were like we have them basically um and all we had was like my demo vocal of like the first verse and chorus 
and like literally one sound or like two sounds on the whole thing. It was like that string pluck and like one other percussive sound, I think. That's it. That was the whole song. <laughs> and that was the one that they liked the most out of everything that we played them. <laughs> it was like that and No Promises were like the two songs that everyone was like, loot. So No Promises, Dummy Cut It, we signed our deal the same week that we like found out she was cutting it. We heard it, then got on a plane where they introduced us to everybody at Grammy weekend. And it was the weirdest thing ever. I know I'm just like telling a story at this point, but like just so you guys get no, the like, we scope know. of how we all of this know. happened. Good story. The scope of how this all happened was from like zero to like 80 in like three seconds. Like, <laughs> I, like my life went from like, I'm a writer in a dark room in New York City in like the corner of the office to like, you're on a plane, you're going to Grammy weekend, act like it. And then also met Demi Lovato on the carpet for the first time at an island event where I like shook hands with her and was like, hey, you sound so good on the song. And like, she didn't know who I was at all. And I sounded like an idiot. And I was like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. And then right as that happened, they took a photo. So that's like, that was nice. like, we just got like thrown into it real early. like too quickly um and we sort of had to spend like the next year and a half like deciding who we were as people and what we were as an artist as artists like where that line is drawn like of like individuality versus like two people becoming one person like it's like because it's an entity as well as it being two people um and in terms of like writing and production it's very different than being an artist like you can get away with anything if you're a writer and a producer like nobody gives a shit about anything you do as long as you're doing cool things for other people. Whereas when you are the person that is the voice like of your whole brand, you go through media training. So you don't say mm -hmm. dumb shit to people on red carpets. Um, you go through <laughs> the rigor with like dealing with people at the label so that you don't say stuff that makes them upset like it's mostly like right. you figuring out how to deal with the world and like other people around you but it was really cool like going from being mm. in the background to like being at the front line like it was just crazy anyway that's how cool. loot became loot <laughs> wow that's crazy that's but that's like my version of it too jackson probably has a much better like <laughs> eloquent version i was like like I essentially dropped out of school when he graduated. So in 2015, I had been in college for technically two years, but not really. Like I went to about a year and a half of school and then like halfway through my sophomore year, I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm done with this shit. Jackson's graduating. I just signed a pub deal. I'm out of here. I do not want to be here. I'm not going to any classes I don't like. <laughs> like I, I like quit very soon into that second semester. Um, also, I was having like some mental breakdown at that point. I, it was just not good. But I was like, I need to not be here anymore. And I made the right decision. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Big time. Big time right decision, I would say. Um, it's it's so, funny yeah. because when you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> when you hear like no promises and like now listening to like so much of your music and knowing like what your guys sound is and like how you guys write, it sounds so much like a lute song. Like you can't yeah. unhear it when you know, you know. <laughs> 
Like that if it was really a lute song, it would it like it sounds so obvious. It's it's really cool. Also about that song more so. I know this podcast is gonna be so weird for people to hear. <laughs> no, we love it. We love it. We, we love it, and they're gonna love it. You're used to our podcast. All of my likes and butts and ums. Like that's what I do. I'm sorry. Uh, but the the coolest part about writing No Promises was I there's a lot of coolest parts I guess but that song came together so fast I didn't even think it was good like I kid you not I wrote the verses on the train on my way to the session I just wrote stuff down that was in my head I was like I just like it and it's there and now it's on my app that I have notes on and that's it and I sang it to a melody to a little loop that Ari had and it was just you know whatever the like it was like the like he had all those cool sounds and that's that's all existed there was no percussion there was nothing I sang a verse they were like that's good to go and then I was like okay I think I might have a second one and I sang that too and they were like okay and the verses are done I was like that is the fastest that's ever happened. Like literally everything that came out of my mouth was just put into the song. <laughs> and except I think they like, Jackson made one suggestion that is in the song. Uh, I think we changed it to present tense. That's what it was. Cause it's cutting me up like a day. Yeah. Wow. I'm so emo. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> cutting me up like a knife and I feel it deep in the <laughs> sounds so morbid when you say it but when you sing it it sounds so good um, yeah it sounds so happy when you're singing so, it. i know it's really funny it sounds so happy in the song but it sounds so sad when you just say it <laughs> um but like so the verse happened then the pre was totally different that got scrapped real fast um and then the chorus jackson sang on his way back from the bathroom except it was Oh, na na, just be careful, na na. Loves a handful, na na, and that's all he had. Mm-hmm. Loves a handful was what the lyric was, and yeah. Ari and I like looked at him. We were both just like, no, <laughs> like, that ain't it. Nope, that, that ain't, ain't it. it. That's Sorry, not Chief. the lyric. <laughs> but I was like, I love that though. Like, oh, na na, just be careful, and so loving simple. It was like loving, love ain't simple. I think I don't remember which one of them suggested that. And then Ari just goes, promise me no promises. Like, it was so fucking quick. I can't even describe how fast that happened. And then the pre, the goddamn pre of that song, took a freaking week to write. Jackson spent more time on that pre than I've spent on anything I've ever done, ever, in my whole life. Like, for at least eight hours every day for a week straight, he just tried to get a pre that sounded good. I, I kid you not, I came into the studio every day and he was trying to get the pre. To the point that I was like, yeah, I'm fucking done. You can, I'm going to let you do your all thing. All you. Like, this is all you, buddy. Like, as soon as you have something that you kind of like, like, let's go. Let's, I'll be there. And so he showed me something and I was like, um, it was almost right. And I remember being like, it should repeat. It should go back to the same thing. Like, like it should go back there. And that was it. That was all great. And so finally, we got that last like 20% of the actual song done. And then he and Ari went back and forth doing the like drop and 
just getting it right. It was, like, really 50-50. I saw them go back and forth, which was really cool, because, like, I watched Jackson in the studio doing his version, <clears throat> and then I'd hear Ari's version that he sent back after the fact, like, after hearing Jackson's, and then I'd hear Jackson's after hearing Ari's, and then it was, like, it took, like, a few times, and then finally, it went from being such a complicated thing to, like, dun, 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 dun. it started with, like, all these different notes, and, <laughs> and each time I heard it, it was, like, sm like smaller and longer and smaller and longer, and just, da, 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 da. It was perfect. And so then Cheat Codes, when they got it, they added their sounds to it too. And like they changed a couple other things to it. I don't remember what, but basically it was like almost good to go as is, which is crazy. And they added like their sounds to it. I think they changed one chord in the pre too. Anyway, yeah, that song was just like fun to write, but I was like, I can't tell if if this is a good song anymore. Like, I don't know if this song <laughs> is, like, a top record. <laughs> and so when Demi, like, was on it, I was like, this is so weird. Like, yeah. I was like, am I the only person on the planet that does not think that this is, like, gonna be, like, an obvious smishy smash? Like, and I think I really was. I think I was the last person that, like, believed that that, that was going to be a thing. Even at that point, like, Jackson was like, no, I, I totally, I totally knew that it was going to be big as soon as, like, everything came together. And I was like, I did not. But I think that's more of, like, a me problem. <laughs> uh, I, I do not believe in myself enough when I should. <laughs> but it was just really fucking cool. Because hearing how easily it happened, like, gave me unrealistic expectations almost of like what life is like as a working songwriter. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the question, the next question now, um, it's kind of like a fun question. Um, obviously you go around to different cities, you've performed in a lot of places and a lot of performing is just matching the vibe of the crowd. Um, has there ever been a crowd that you just didn't fuck with? You just, didn't tell us. Out. There's not that many listeners you can tell we us. We want the tea. Give us the tea, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I don't think that we've ever had, like, a completely dead audience. But I think that, like, even when we do, it's my job to make them not hate us. <laughs> I almost like having to win over a crowd. Like, yeah. I mean, like, at the Billboard show, like, or the first song or whatever, like, it went from, like, people not giving a fuck at all to like people being super into it which is yeah. i think once you um because i remember how we just talked about no promises and then you guys like since like i said we didn't know you guys until we right. were like there and then you said that you guys wrote no promises and you performed no promises i remember at the billboard i think that's when people were like oh shit people, like, shit. rushed over <laughs> yeah it was like they hear no promises like, like what's going on well, we that's where we're like oh shit really know. yeah <laughs> Um, I think that is a really big selling point, uh, thankfully for us, is that, like, people can relate to a song that they might not realize that they know by us. And now, also, we have, like, the David Getter record. Mm -hmm. There are a couple others that, that, like, yeah, like, we can, like, thank you. Because we have those, like, in our arsenal, it's easy for people to connect the dots. Whereas, when we didn't have anything out yet, even, it's like, ooh, how do I mm -hmm. tell people who I am when they can't yeah. hear me anywhere? Like, ooh. 
Makes but, sense. But yeah, between like having no promises and having like the David Guetta record and having like now we have like the Travis Barker record, it's cool because we're getting these different like not just listeners in terms of like groups, but also like different ages of people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even the difference between like we toured with Eric Nam in twenty eighteen and in twenty nineteen we toured with Betty Who. And those groups of people like just as listeners are totally different groups like they're not the same at all it's it's teenage girls and then it's like lgbt mostly gay guys at every show with the betty who tour like that's just what it was that just Mm. it happened to just be that which is really cool because like i get to be exposed to vastly different not just types of people but like different ears like different tastes in music and like different audiences are gonna like different songs and so songs that played really well to like a bunch of teenage girls don't play as well to a bunch of grown-ass men like they just don't you know (laughs) like you don't like the same song that's 16 year old girl like necessarily wait what (laughs) i mean sometimes it's the same song but like mostly it's like it just it's interesting to see people's faces light up at different things and especially in like the front row, it's fun now to have people that are there at your show for you, even if you're opening for someone else. Like mm-hmm. people didn't know who we were really when we opened for Eric Nam until like our EP came out. And then all of a sudden, like people were singing along with me and I was like, why do people know? I got so used to people yeah. not knowing us that I was like uncomfortable with people knowing the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you guys saw us after the Eric Nam tour, it was 2018, right? Yeah. yeah, I think August. Yeah. So, August 2018. So our tour ended in July. Yeah. So by that time, I was like, all right, how do I get people to realize that we're us and like sing along with us? And so mm-hmm. No Promises, we used to put it in like the middle, beginning, middle of our show so that if people were listening and didn't know it or like weren't really that interested yet, like that was the song that would grab people over and I mean, it definitely worked with you three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we got it. Guilty as charged. But yeah, even last year though, like with Betty Who, it was really cool when people would come up to us and be like, oh my God, I love this version of like the Ghetto song. Like it's so different. Like, cause we would play like our pop version of it without a drop, without any of the like EDM sounds. I mean, we just, we don't do that. That's not us. Oh, I wish we heard that. Cause I love that song. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you guys will at some point we're we're gonna try to schedule more shows for like 2021 i can't believe i'm saying that i cannot believe it's nuts yeah like how am i talking about next year's show dates right right it's so (laughs) it's crazy oh it's so messed up we were supposed to play our last date of our tour last night oh it's supposed to be our big show in la very sad i know i'm sad too it was gonna be really fun because like our ep was supposed to come out when we played in either New York or Boston, I want to say. Oh, that would have been crazy. Actually. New York. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, Where in New York were you supposed to play? Um, we were going to play the Knitting Factory. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. Like, it's just cool because I grew up playing shows in New York City. You know, like I used yeah. to play uh-huh. the Bitter End all the time. Yeah. Um, and That's like, sick, the Bitter End, yeah. I love that place. I, I, I've been playing there since I was like 13. It's crazy. That's um, nuts. I know. I don't know how, but somehow they let me stay there. <laughs> and like <laughs> the guy at the door would just be like, Emma, here. 
And he would like show me how much money I made and I'd be like, I, how did I, what? <laughs> like, I'm like charging $5 at the door for like all my friends and family to come watch me play. Um, but yeah, I, it's just interesting to see the different groups of people that show up to different venues in different states or cities. Like, you know, what we've played North Carolina and like we played Duke because we played North Carolina. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, like it, it's, it's really cool when you see bigger groups gathering the next year to come see the same people. Um, and honestly, like our shows were like starting to sell out, not starting to our shows, a couple of them were like basically sold out for this tour. And I was really excited that we were finally going to like get to be the headliner and like not have any worries and like have it be our show. Mm -hmm. But alas, it will have to wait. It'll be crazier when I don't you guys even know what that. question I'm answering at this point. I don't remember. What <laughs> uh, it's fine. Wait, wait, wait. It's all right. We just go with the You flow. answered it. You answered it, I think. Um, I think I answered it like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask about um, collabs. I was going to ask about Nash because I think 85% is like a sick song. His verse is so good in that. Um, and then I'm not going to, though. And we won't, uh, <laughs> won't ask about Joe Jonas. And you talked about David Guetta. But I want to... Um, I wanted to make sure I got to your collab with Travis Barker because I think Sex with My Ex is such a different song, like a different sound <laughs> than you guys like Amazing though. Have made. No, we're we're big fans of it, but it's just so different than some of the other stuff that you guys have done. How did you get him on it and what was the process like with that? Okay, this is another one of those I'm gonna try to be shorter with this because I'm so <laughs> fucking long winded. Can you tell that I write for a living? <laughs> I do is like create more drama within like the simplest story. Like, yeah, but we're not gonna go from point A to B. We're gonna go from point A to tangent X Y Z. We're gonna go all around. We're gonna go around the world and then get back. Well, um, you you may as well talk about the Nash one then too, if you're gonna go off. <laughs> talk about Combine them together. Yeah. You I mean, can just I talk am, about both I am them. literally unlimited time at this point. There's nothing going on. Yeah, in life. quarantine. You know, like, I gotta. But um, definitely the most like collaborative process so far has been Travis Barker, just because like he added such a different aspect to a song than anyone we've ever collabed with. Like, cause he wasn't singing, you know, like he wasn't mm-hmm. producing, he wasn't taking stems and then turning them into something else. He like actually like drummed live drums on a song. Like that's crazy and I've also always asked Jackson if we could have live drums on a song and he's always said no because it's really unnecessary when you don't have the means to do it and it costs a ton of money like why would we yeah. do that but Unless like it's Travis Barker doing when it. you have a drummer who has his own studio and can mix shit and like you have a budget for it <laughs> that's different also it wasn't a demo it was the real song so mm-hmm. I guess now the now Jackson like has to revise that statement because like now it really has to just be demos that I can't get live drums on because apparently I can get live drums on the song. <laughs> um, but so we had the song. We wrote it with Captain Cuts, who are also, they're three writer-producers. They are very, like, in with the scene crowd as well as EDM guys. They, like, do a lot of dance stuff. They also just did a bunch of, like, Lena and Stella stuff, um, Georgia Coo. Like, they're all around just dope pop guys as well as like oh they do some of those Lennon Stella songs yeah I think they just did the most recent one too um oh really they've done a bunch of really dope shit this past year and previous too like they're just great guys as well and um so we did a a song 
<laughs> they're really fun. They are more fun than like, they're just really fun to talk to too, but they're a good hang. Um, and they've been friends forever, which is really cute. So anyway, we worked on the song with them and Home Alone um, and the singer from Home Alone, who like we all just ended up doing this together. Jackson and he had like this idea for a song that they played at the end of a session that we had. And so then Home Alone came, he cut vocals after the fact. Wait, sorry, this is out of order. First, what happened was we cut the chorus while I was there. That was fucking awesome. It was like half of like a joke song at that point because like there really weren't verses yet totally and like it was just a chorus. And then I think one of the Ryans, there's two Ryans and a Ben in Captain Cuts. There's two guys named Ryan. Confusing. If you don't know them, it's confusing. Ryan one and Ryan two. Yeah, and I, I literally have one of them listed as like Ryan and the other listed as other Ryan. <laughs> I'm so not kidding. And like my friend is dating the other Ryan. So like she's dating other Ryan in my phone. Like that's who she's <laughs> like it's just Ryan, but that's who she's dating. Anyway, I think he came up with the guitar part. That's like that. Like right away, he was just like sitting in his chair and he's just like. <laughs> like no effort <laughs> that's how fast they are like imagine imagine if there are three jacksons that's like what it's like so they're just like boom 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 and whole track is created essentially like without any real like leveling or mixing or anything like it was just like very basic version of the song then home alone came back cut verses they did a session they had a whole thing happen i was like him i really would like to be on this song i would like to be a part of this song and so like weeks later i'm sitting in jackson's he was like staying at a friend's apartment at the time and it had terrible acoustics and we wrote and cut my verse in these terrible acoustics and it sounded <laughs> awesome and i almost had like an aneurysm from singing so high i never belted that high in my life and I think it really fucked up my voice for like a month. I'm not even kidding. Like it totally fucked up my voice. And like, I still don't know how I'm going to perform that song live. I was freaking out about it before like rehearsal started. Luckily, then we didn't have the rehearsals because the fucking world ended. But I had been trying to figure out for like a week and a half how I was supposed to sing this song on stage live. <laughs> I guess I still have to figure it out. But we cut the second verse. Um, then... Jackson, I don't either he went away before or after, but basically within the same like week and a half period, we got like all the fucking time I wrote that with the same guy from Home Alone and with another producer and another writer. And I then like revised it with Home Alone and with the producer. Jackson was away. Jackson came back, heard the song the next day on the way to a meeting. We played it really loud in our manager Russell's car. And he was like, we have to fucking play that song in the meeting. That's a loot song, that's, that's going for us. I originally wrote that for like someone else and we just took it back and put it out. <laughs> um, hours and now. So, like, that's basically, ours. like for anyone else, like, you know how you guys were saying like, it's such a different song. Sorry, I, I know the Travis Barker part is coming up in like two seconds. I'm just saying this <laughs> to get like a scope of things. We are, Try, we're like shopping for a new deal with like potentially like an indie label or like you know we I think we were meeting with BMG that day and um 
we walk in and most people know us for like pop stuff. Like you guys heard us and you're like, oh, loot, pop. Like you can totally associate that after a while. Right. We walk into this meeting and the two songs that we have to play are All the Fucking Time and Sex with My Ex. (laughs) 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 I felt like we like, we like punked people. (laughs) Like we also had other songs to play, but like it just, it didn't compare to like the two most like kick-ass like rock-inspired punk pop songs <laughs> that I've ever written. <laughs> like it was just crazy. Like one after the other. And so we played "Sex with My Ex," and I was like, "It'd be really funny if we got someone like Travis Barker on that song." And I just oh, yeah, like said that yeah. out in the meeting because I thought it was going well. Like I said it jokingly. Like I didn't think that that was a real for me. And it was because we had just heard like. Uh, I think I'm okay. And like, I had seen that, like he was getting on a ton of records and like, he just was everywhere. And he still is. He's on so many records now. And like, I said it jokingly, the guy in the meeting was like, that would be such a great idea. (laughs) And then like two weeks later, my manager is like in touch with his management, sent him the song. He heard it. They were like, he loves it. He wants to be on it. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) oh, okay, cool. Okay. I'm serious. <laughs> that same exact process in my brain, like where I was like, I know you're excited, but don't be. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then, like, randomly, I guess I decided to like post a story of his birthday because I saw that Mark Hoppus posted something for his birthday. And so I reposted it to the Loot account and I was like, oh my God, happy birthday. <laughs> he DM'd me. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> like, I was aware that he had heard it and liked it and he was like gonna cut drums for it, but like we hadn't heard anything at that point. And so like both of my managers also have access to the loot account as well as Jackson. So I was on my way home from Jackson's house when I got the DM back. And like I immediately went to like my group chat and I was like, guys, what the fuck? What do I do? What's going on? What 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 happens? Cause like I'm like I was like the kid. Like I like listened to like emo shit growing up. And like I grew up on like classic rock and show tunes. That's what I liked for some weird reason. I liked like I don't know why. I liked musical theater and I liked classic rock and then I like listened to like Green Day and like Blink 182 and then like Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell by the everything. <laughs> like Haley Williams, like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, obviously my favorite yeah. band of 21 Pilots. Like it all stems from the same thing. Oh, yes. you like Level yeah, of Concern? Like, you like what? Level of Concern, the new song? I do. I like it. I think I'm like biased because I just like mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> like you know I'm like one of those fans I'm like I can't not like this so I have to right. find a way to like it yeah. <laughs> but I like that he put out a song for his mom <laughs> um, yeah. and I also thought that it was really cool that like he taught himself guitar and like put out a song that he learned how to play the guitar on in like two weeks like yeah. I've been sitting yeah. here eating chips and Tyler Joseph <laughs> same here same here like I've been twiddling my fucking sums and he learned how to play an instrument and then recorded a song had someone record drums in a different place managed to get that all done and put it out I was like cool I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go fuck myself now <laughs> but like yeah so I mean it all stems from the same place I grew up listening to that stuff I oh dude if you want to talk about Tony Pilots. <laughs> 
different, different, <laughs> different uh, question. But next episode, we'll have a whole. Basically, basically, Travis like DM'd me. He was like, "Yo, I love the song," and I was like, "I don't know what to say to you." And so I said something. I don't know what it was, but I just was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he cut the drums after that, and then he like DM'd us again, and he was like, "I'd love to hear when it's all mixed and stuff." Like when can I hear that? And so I was like, Jackson, you need to mix the record because <laughs> Travis Barker wants to hear the record and, you know, like what he wants, we should give him. <laughs> and so we got uh, like a really awesome rock guy to like mix the record. It was either mix or master, both probably. Anyway, we had people mix it, we had people master it, and then it came out and it's really cool that like sometimes Travis Barker just like DMs me and we talk on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's really fucking weird and cool. Like it's not weird for him. It's just weird for me. Right. <laughs> Super normal for him. He's just a guy talking to other people. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's less weird now because he's so nice and normal. Mm -hmm. But I think it's funny that I have like a back and forth with a person that I've never actually met. Mm -hmm. It's not weird. Yeah. Very. That yeah. was like me with Russell trying to get you on the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like a year or something that like you guys have been asking to do this? Honestly, basically <laughs> because we didn't we didn't launch this until we were in quarantine because like we finally had the opportunity to like do right. things April. while here. But like we've had like a social media and like we've been talking about it since like August. Right. Yeah. And, it has like, been like, like a year. Literally, because I remember in August, you commented on one of our pictures. We were like, yeah, we just got to get her on the podcast. So, like, it's happening. And then I mean, next episode. Two weeks I can't ago. do shit other than talk to people. I was so afraid to do what I, I still periodically go through it, too. Like, I don't know why Zoom and, like, I think it's because sometimes, and I hate to say this, I don't want to be a bitch, but, like, sometimes people are really creepy on lives. Like, in case you guys didn't notice, we stopped doing the live streams because, like, it started to make me super uncomfortable when people would ask weird questions because like it's just not right and I don't have yeah, to like right. sit there and take that and I would on camera because I'm like what am I gonna do and then I started calling people out because I was like fuck this yeah. I'm gonna, like, sit yeah. and ask if I'm you're like reading the questions you're like what the fuck I know did you, <laughs> did, have you guys seen any of my old live streams like I was like I, some of these questions were like gross I was just like who would ask that why would you <laughs> ask that like, my dad's on here. Why would you ask my dad about me? Like, that's so <laughs> creepy. And, like, why would you call me sexy to my dad? <laughs> like, people are asking if I'm a virgin. They were, like, calling me hot. Like, they literally asked if I was, like, single to my dad or, like, asked if I would collaborate with them to my father directly. Like, that's when I was, like, I have to, like, I have to put a little bit of an end to this. Like, I need right. more, like, more space. And it started to make me uncomfortable. So I was just, like, I'd rather, like, answer people's questions and not necessarily be yeah. subjected to, like, whatever happens in comments yeah. sections. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that being said, I'm, I'm happy that I'm doing, like, Zoom interviews and podcasts and whatnot, because that's a different vibe, and, like, you guys aren't going to ask me if I'm a virgin, so. <laughs> Next question. Even if you did, you can cut it out. Like, it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sander, cross that out. Cross that out. It's not I got it. Don't ask right, it. It's a no-go. <laughs> I don't think Jackson and I could write half the shit that we write if we were like virgins though. Like I just don't think Sex with my true. ex. <laughs> that would not make That's any a hard one. That, that's a real makes hard no, one to like. <laughs> makes no sense. No way. There's no way. 
<laughs> my ex, I don't believe it. Why? Because she's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that was so gross. Oh my god, I love that sound though. Is that really mad? Like that? Is this weird? Like that? I love the sound of like an empty cup and a straw. The slurp. You know, like, oh, when, like when you're at the end of it and it sounds like you're at the movies and you're annoying other people. The movies. <laughs> you do it on purpose. <laughs> I used to live, you know, like the beginning of like the movies before like they show the like actual movie and it's like their intro for the theater. Right. And it's like the popcorn. popcorn yeah, like the like Coca Cola <laughs> popcorn shit. I love how accentuated everything is. And, like the giant bubbles and the stuff. Totally unrealistic. Can you tell that I miss life? Like, I miss the most mundane yeah. shit. Same here. You're, so. you're the only person that we've interacted with besides each other in, like, six weeks. So. That's so scary. Actually, yeah. yeah. The other day was the first time that I interacted with another human being, and it was Colin. Sandra, you want to uh, ask him that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still have time? Yeah, I'm, I literally, I'm not kidding. I, like, straight up have nothing to do. All right, cool, cool. You guys can cut this shit down. Jackson and I once did a podcast that was four hours long. <laughs> wow. We spent four fucking hours. I mean, can you imagine me but doubled every single time there's a story? <laughs> like, it, it ended up being, like, two hours long, and that's because they cut it down. It was intense. <laughs> But like you know, that's what happens when you ask someone their life story. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we want we want to hear the answers. So we're all the we're, TV, all we'd the much memories. we'd much rather you be giving us answers like this than you're like, oh yeah, like one word answers, and then this is five minutes long. And yeah, it's like, I got right, it's say, over. You know what? I will say this. One thing that I was not impressed with was the Tyler Joseph interview, the Zane Lowe Tyler Joseph one from like this past week. <laughs> I was super upset that like there there was not a lot of interviewing happening. I was like. What the fuck, man? I didn't tune into this two-hour podcast to hear mostly songs that are not new and highlight songs. Like, I was so upset. I was like, I feel like I got baited by Zane Lowe. <laughs> I got baited by Zane Lowe. Like, straight up. Like, if I was going to make a YouTube thing, like, that's what it would be. Like, I was baited by Zane Lowe. The time I got baited by Zane Lowe. There are, like, 20 minutes of him talking. Anyway, but I normally love Tyler Joseph interviews because he's so adorable and like he just tells whatever the fuck he wants to tell. It's so cute. I miss life. Same. All right, somebody asked me something. Someone all right, all right. New EP came out a couple weeks ago, right? We know. We know. Do you yes, have sir. what? What, Jack? What? What said we know. Oh, okay. I thought you said, come on. You said no. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said no too. <laughs> My Wi-Fi cuts out when I say we. Okay, we know. I think no, that actually is what happened. Yeah, I think that's what happened too. <laughs> but anyways, do you have a favorite song? Off the from that? Off of that EP. I was yes. thinking about this. I saw some of the like pre-questions. I was like, Russell, ask if they have pre-questions. And I saw it and I was like, I didn't prepare for this at all. I don't know why I asked for this. <laughs> Just say whatever you want to say. What? You don't have to. Thank you. Know. <laughs> what story. if I do? Like, it's hard. I love This Is How You Feel um, because Jackson and I wrote it by ourselves, um, mm -hmm. which is cool. Like, it's fun to go from doing sessions with a ton of people to like back to your roots and just like mm -hmm. me and Jackson in a room writing a song. Speaking mm -hmm. of like, we're probably going to start working together like next week again because we really oh, cool. haven't been. New music. Jackson's like, new music. 
Jackson's going back to New York or like back home like in July and I'm like how the fuck are you doing that dude like what 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 (laughs) how why why would you do that right now but I mean to be fair it's July I I wouldn't want to be without my family that long either um anyway so we have to get a ton of work done before then so that we have like music to show people yes oh we need like the next six weeks are like it's like fucking rip it and grip it you know what I mean Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's backwards, and I always say it backwards. That's like a Colin and Jackson thing. You can cut that out, but it's actually <laughs> it's we'll leave it in. It. And I always say rip it and grip it, which makes no sense. So you can't do that after you've ripped it. Yeah, you got to <laughs> grip it before you rip it. Yeah, you have to <laughs> grip it first. Notes from Emma. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I love all of the ones that are on that EP because, like, we really crafted it. Um, I will say, like, all the fucking time is the shit, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mostly, uh, mostly just because, like, it was a note in my phone that I specifically wrote in my phone so that I wouldn't say it to my boyfriend because we were having some sort of argument while I was on tour. And not an argument, but, like, over text. Like, we were having one of those things where, like, it's a lapse of communication and, like, it's hard when people are texting instead of talking and, or, like, face-to-face. You know how shit is, cause you're you're all guys, and you can yeah, never do anything right when it comes to texting. Like, correct. Never. Sorry. <laughs> you're right, no you're right about that one. No offense or anything, but you're all wrong. Always. We're the worst. We're the worst, and we're never. You're right. the worst. You're the worst. Um, no, we're all the worst, which is why I wrote it down instead of saying it, cause I was like, even for me, this is too. I can't. It's too extra. That's way too extra, even for me to say. Like. I don't really want that much. Like, I just want you to want me all the fucking time. Like, that's all I want is to know that you want me. Like, all I want is that. And I didn't know how to say it eloquently. And so instead of saying it to him, I wrote it down so that I wouldn't sound like a bitch. And so then I was in the session and we were like a while into the session and we didn't have anything yet. And I was like, oh Lord, what do I do? And so we finally have this really dope pop, like punk pop sounding vibe. And I was scrolling through shit and like, I know I like scrolled past a little like grocery list. I'm just reading stuff out loud at this point. And like, I said that out loud and like, I sang it because I think that we had some sort of like sense of what we were going to do. And it was just like, I just want you to want me on the fuck time. Yeah. And I was mostly just, like, trying to get a feel for, like, what I wanted to do. But I sang it, and, like, we all, like, looked up, and I was, like, <laughs> and like that's, it. That's, that's it. And I was, like, I think that's all I want to say, period, like, that's in, it. in the song. Like, that's the whole song right there, which is what you want in the chorus. Like, you want that to be the whole song. You shouldn't need there to be any other, like, explanation right and so originally the chorus was just that like eight times (laughs) because we didn't have a b section yet and then i was like we definitely need to put something else in right like i'm not crazy we probably need something more but basically that song was just like me getting to be as extra as i wanted to be through the whole song and like the verses changed completely the first version of that song the verses were not about me because originally we wrote it potentially for somebody else so it was like very like generic this story could apply to all people but then jackson was like it's a lute song and so we totally scrapped that we kept all the melodies the same but we just changed the words of the verses 
<clears throat> and like made it super personal to the point that I was like almost uncomfortable with how personal it was. That's like, that's Jackson's forte with me is like, he makes me be super vulnerable. And I really appreciate that about him because like it forces me to not, you know, be boring. Like mm-hmm. the reason that like your side of the bed is so personal too, is because I wrote it thinking that it was going to be like a Haley Steinfeld song, you know, like we wrote it at, technically I don't know if you guys should put this on the podcast but I'm going to tell you guys anyway it doesn't matter anymore but we wrote it like at a republic camp so like it was supposed to be us writing republic songs for republic artists mm-hmm. which is they're another universal label besides island and um like that just ended up being our song instead and so I was like dope I'm really glad that I wrote all this extremely personal shit I totally intended for it to be me singing it, and I hope my ex doesn't fucking stalk me and try to murder me now. Like, oh boy. I was like, I can't believe that I just did this. Like, I just essentially said that I'm sleeping with somebody else, like, in a song 5,000 times. <laughs> Yay. Like, <laughs> The most embarrassed, like, I still get, like, red thinking about it. I'm just, like, I don't know how I could have thought that that was an idea that was not stupid. But, once again, that song was written, like, 45 minutes. Like, straight up, we wrote that song so quick. We wrote it in the middle of writing another song. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just, like, I don't know how we do the things that we do because it takes us forever and then randomly we just get something and it's, like, oh, yeah! this whole thing is done okay let's go back to the thing that was taking forever anyway so I think all the fucking time might be like my favorite song on this record just because of the fact that like it got the ball rolling for me also it was the first song that I wrote when I moved here so what about your favorite song from yourself in general or from you guys I mean (laughs) your favorite favorite song from yourself (laughs) (laughs) favorite loot song Um, not from just in general I mean I'm not sure. It's hard because, like, they're all my babies. I think the song that gets the least love in general is, um, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, (sighs) okay, to be honest, I think that my favorite song, like, entirely is Tomorrow Tonight. Because I really wrote that chorus by myself in my room. Like, just really upset and it turned into something beautiful and it was one of the few times that I was like oh wow when people are always like take your pain and turn it into something artsy or like beautiful I was like oh I did it I did that I did the thing that I was asking to do like yeah I didn't I did that they're like I did it I did that it's me and like you know after I had the chorus or whatever um we wrote the rest of the song with our friend kinetics and we write a lot with him. He just moved here as well. He literally moved here and then this happened. I feel so bad. <laughs> oh, bad timing. <laughs> he moved here. He, he, by the way, wait, just for some background, he and his writing partner were the last two basically pop, like they were the last production pop duo um, in New York, like that we worked with at least, like that wasn't unknown mm-hmm. in our whole circle of people. They were like the mm-hmm. last two pieces of the puzzle and now they both live here and literally they moved here after essentially being isolated in new york because nobody was fucking in new york anymore they moved here and now everyone's isolated here (laughs) (laughs) 
how awfully timed that was. <laughs> like, I feel so bad. But at least, like, they're both in, like, amazing places. Anyway. Um, so, I just think that Tomorrow Tonight is, like, the most me. Because I wrote it from a really vulnerable place. And, like, I wrote it before my boyfriend was my boyfriend. And I didn't know how to tell him all the things that I was feeling. And, like, instead of telling him what I actually wanted, I, like, let him think that I didn't want it at the time. And I thought I made the right decision, and I realized, like, I hadn't. And then I spent the next six weeks by myself, and I was like, I fucking hate this. I hate this so much. Why the fuck aren't you with me right now? Like, uh, all I want to do is hang out with you. This just fucking sucks. And, like, I didn't want to think about him hooking up with other people. And so instead of talking about it and coming off I feel like there's a pattern here by the way like every single time I'm about to say something super important and dramatic to my boyfriend I don't because I know that I'll just make him mad and insane and like instead I just turn it into a song now which is great mm -hmm. uh great for like my relationship um but I don't know I just I didn't feel comfortable like telling him not to hook up with people because that'd be weird and like we hadn't been seeing each other long enough yet for that to be something that was okay to do but it was driving me insane like it truly was making me so sad I think it was like one of the most miserable times that I've had in a long time and I was with somebody that cheated on me a bajillion times before that like just for the scope of things like this relationship just means more to me you know what I mean mm -hmm. like when you meet yeah, someone yeah. that's just like I actually knew him for a really long time before we started dating. So, like, when you're with someone who means a lot to you, just everything fucking means more. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Tomorrow Tonight really was just me not knowing how to say that. So I said it in a song. <laughs> I'm so fucking corny. <laughs> it's good for us, though. Good no, music. Yeah. <laughs> we get the music. I like it. <laughs> I cried hysterically the first time I played that song live. Yeah. Oh, like God, on stage that's, that's... sobbing full on like heaving i couldn't even catch my like i could not catch my breath poor jackson he had to like come over and like hug me in the middle of our show <laughs> <laughs> i like i like i almost like ruined all my as stupid as that sounds like i was so worried that like i was gonna look like a mess when i got off the stage yeah but that's yeah. what makes it more personal uh, yeah i mean there's a difference between it being personal and cute and like not being able to sing because you're crying yeah. Like, I don't get cute when I cry. I get, like, I can't breathe and, like, nothing comes out vocally properly. And I'm just like, is that I do it anyway? And then we need it straight. Everyone's like, boo, she sucks. I, like, tried to, like, sing so hard. And, like, right after the song ended, I just was like, ah. <laughs> I, like, I wasn't even trying to cry at that point. I was, like, laughing and tears were still coming out. Anyway, it didn't help that that was in front of 3,000 people. Oh, yeah. They weren't coming yeah. to see me play, by the way. Like, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> but I was really happy. Oh, man. Good times. Just embarrassing myself in front of strangers. That's basically <laughs> what I do for a living, you know? That's where your fans come from. I mean, it's true. Like, whether it's breaking my leg or, like, you know. Breaking my leg. That's us. That's Ironically, us. She's talking like, about us. Yeah. Oddly enough, those two things didn't happen at the same show. They happened at different shows. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't know. I love Smart Tonight. Yeah, that's a good song. Obviously, you know that because you just talked about it. <laughs> I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, David, um, you have another? Yeah. Um, you guys have as much uh, time as you need. <laughs> uh, who or like what bands are your inspirations? I know earlier you mentioned some like punk bands that you used to listen to, which I think is really cool. I really like. You used to. But you guys see, like, I have a Bops playlist, and it's literally just entire albums of the people that I listen to. <laughs> I don't even know why I have the playlist anymore. It's just, like, I started it thinking that I was going to be much more picky than I was, and then I just put the whole album in, like, not realizing what I was doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think a lot of my inspirations really are, like, classic rock stuff. Like, I listened to a lot of Kiss growing up. Um, my dad was a big Kiss fan. He still is, but, like... Actually, he's a huge Kiss fan. We, we've seen them twice, um, which is awesome. And I listened to lots of, like, Led Zeppelin, The Who, Queen, um, Green Day, Blink. It's just a lot of – and then there were, like, there are other rock bands, too. Like, I mean, why am I blanking out on everything I like right now? I'm like, I'm just, like, I have quarantine brain. I, like, I know all of their names, and I can't say any of them, and I don't know why. Um, also it's like specific songs too Yeah. like there are songs that just made me feel shit and I was like I want that like Enter Sandman randomly <laughs> fucking loved that song as a kid <laughs> don't know why it's scary as shit when you think about <laughs> yeah, it like, it's so scary I, but it's awesome and like I love the Ramones and like I didn't even get into the Beatles until I was older like I didn't like the Beatles really or I didn't know that I liked the Beatles until I was in like sixth grade and I was at sleepaway camp and I remember specifically that like I randomly know all the words to all these Beatles songs because I would listen to my iPod secretly at night on repeat because we weren't allowed to have iPods but I had mine anyway because I was like I'm not gonna fucking be able to sleep unless there's something in my ears that is not crickets I'm from New York City I can't sleep like that like I this is the mountains like I don't do that <laughs> yeah and so I would sleep with these, with like this Beatles playlist over and over and over again. And I know all the words to these songs that I don't even know the names of necessarily because of that. Like I straight up know all the words to random songs by the Beatles, like uh, Maxwell Silverhammer or whatever. Like don't know why I know that song really well. I didn't particularly like actively listen to it. It's just been in my head for so long that I know it. Um, but before that, it was like, like I loved um, Deep Purple. Um, like I loved Highway Star. I don't know why. I just love that song. It it made me feel really cool because I thought it was really cool when I listened to it while I was in a car on the highway. <laughs> really interesting kid. I'm a very interesting kid. that <laughs> one. Like you know, like things make you feel special, and like it's stupid, but you you don't care because it's just like yeah. I'm doing the thing when you're supposed to do the thing, or like you know how everyone um what's that song. Um, making my way downtown <laughs> you know that song yeah, yeah. and no one knows any of the words except for that part yeah. whenever I'm in a car in Los Angeles and I hear that song I can't help but be like this is the most appropriate place to listen to this song like making my way downtown and I'm just like palm trees everywhere and I'm driving and it makes sense it just makes so much sense I love when the world like when my world that I'm living in and like music match up to me mm -hmm. oh you know what the best one of those is you can it's like it is specific songs sometimes for me um the best one 
by far is I don't know if you guys know like really old Twenty One Pilots stuff, like first album Twenty One Pilots stuff. Tanner, you probably will. Oh, it does. <laughs> so like self-titled, um, Fall Away. If you listen to Fall Away while you were on an airplane and you are taking off, it is the weirdest, coolest experience in my opinion because the song is Fall Away. And you're literally flying in the air and like falling through the sky. Well, if you're landing, you're falling. But, <laughs> not but it feels the same. It's just like because you like it's really weird and it feels trippy and cool. Um, that and like air capture. It's just fun to like yeah. listen to songs in like situations that feel like they're meant to be heard in that sort of situation because it almost feels like you're more in the brain of whoever wrote it at that time. Like, this is super cringy, but I went, speaking of airplanes, like, I used to, whenever I would, like, we would take off in a plane, like you said, I would always listen to Anything Can Happen by Ellie Goulding. And it's every so time, funny. <laughs> and Everyone every time, they would, like, they would, like, give me chills when I'm listening to it. <laughs> anything. Whoa. That's such a funny song to listen to when you're taking I know. Yeah, you're, like, I don't I know what on a plane. Do you, like, like hate airplanes? No, that's <laughs> why. Like, I don't know. No, not really. I don't know why I like that one. It's, everyone has their song. Like, there's, like, a weird... And then once you like something and you associate it with that, like, you want it to feel like that every time. Yeah. Like, I hate watching TV when I take off on an airplane for that reason. Like, I'd much rather be present, but, like, feel the things that I'm feeling and not be nervous about it. Same, for, same thing for, like, before a show. Like, I like listening to shit that hypes me up. Or, like, when I'm working out, I listen to Trees Last. I just... I did an interview, like a questionnaire interview, um, questionnaire, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, like, you know, like a written interview, like they asked us a bunch of questions and one of them was like your workout playlist or whatever. And obviously like I'm a pop punk scene-ish kid. I wasn't really a scene kid, but I was like everything except the way I looked, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was afraid to do that part and I didn't know how to straighten my hair properly. So like I couldn't do the like Long Island scene kid thing. Like that wasn't my thing. I just liked the music really secretly. Nobody knew except me. <laughs> I just would like listen to it on my own, like sheltered. <laughs> but okay, so like the last song that I listen to when I'm working out, if I'm like doing cardio, is always Trees. For some reason, I just think that it's like the most hype up song, which is funny because it's not until the very end. But I was saying, like, even in the interview, I was like, I will sometimes, instead of listening to it, like, I pull up a YouTube video of, like, a live version of the song. Because it's so fucking crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Tony Pilots show. But if you have oh, my God, that's so unfortunate. Especially for, like, someone who loves them, like, Die Hard. You need to. Next time it's like, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to. I, like, I don't know what to say. I'll, I'll send you videos at this point. Like, it's fucking insane i'm sure you've seen videos of their shows though oh yeah like the end of their show is fucking nuts they go out into the crowd on two separate drums they have these giant drums people are holding them up and holding a drum up each on each side of like the stage in the crowd and then confetti pops out everywhere they throw water all over the drum and start drumming on each drum while there's confetti everywhere it's freaking crazy and like I think it's the most hyped up thing. And like, they both even talk about how like, it's the last song of the set and it's so like, it's so anthemic and like pumped up that like, even if you're tired as shit, for some reason, it like revitalizes you a little bit. And so sometimes I'll like watch them 
playing the song live while I'm exercising because it makes me like go harder for like that last like four minutes that I'm working out just so that I don't feel like a piece of shit later <laughs> and like I don't know what it is it's just one of those things like I have certain songs that really make me feel something and I think that's like the most that something influences me is like if I hear the way a person says something or like if I hear an energy or like if I can hear a feeling in a song and I want to emulate it like that's like the most inspiring thing to me I guess to like answer the actual question <laughs> that's funny because it sounds like such a weird thing like when you're saying it but like you talk to like working out when I run the last song I have to listen to to like sprint at the end is um yellow by Coldplay, but it has to be the live version because like it's like a exactly. yellow's like sort of a slow song and it's sad yeah. and it's but like the live version, like it's it like builds pumped. up and then it like it's crazy with like the instrumental. Yeah. And Oddly enough, like Twenty One Pilots and my boyfriend's favorite band in the whole wide world is Coldplay. Like he would die for Chris Martin. He would leave me for Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really I don't think I'm kidding. <laughs> my boyfriend would probably do that. His sister would too. Like their their whole family loves Coldplay so much. And I was looking at, like, I was showing him, actually, he ended up taking me to a 21 pilot. Like, he took me to a concert for our anniversary in, in October, and it was, like, the sweetest thing ever. But he was, like, holy fuck. And he had, like, started getting into them, but, like, he believed me after that, like, they're very similar in terms of, like, the energy that happens in a room. It's, it's totally different live. And I feel you, because listening to live Coldplay stuff sounds nothing like listening to their studio records. Like, mm -hmm. Like, the, like, in-the-box version of that song, like, does not do justice to that song at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Any of them. It's crazy to me that, like, we spend our whole lives working on music that sounds so much better live than it does in the studio. Hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. Hopefully. It's so, it's so interesting. <laughs> not crying in the middle of the song. <laughs> not, yeah, not, not when you're crying. crying. <laughs> not every take by crying. <laughs> I have legitimately, like, I've cried when Jackson has shown me. When, when Jackson showed me, are you sure? Um, the first time he showed it to me, I straight up, I like cried. And I didn't realize that the song was like for me, about me. I was just like, I feel that way too. And he was like, Emma, it's literally about you. You said this to me yesterday. Like you <laughs> out loud when you're talking about exact it. Exact words. Like almost, I mean, I keep, I kept saying it. I was like, I was like, are you sure? Like, I was talking to Jackson about what I had been saying to my now boyfriend. We weren't fully a couple. And I was like, I'm terrified because like we live on different sides. Like, like he lived in LA and I lived in New York at the time. And like, we were dating long, long distance for like a year, basically, maybe more. And um, yeah, I mean, it was so intense. And I just kept being like, are you sure? Like, I don't want to get hurt again. Like, I don't want to fuck it up either like I don't want to ruin things that we have now because something crazy happens or like anyway Jackson came back with are you sure and I was like well fuck me like <laughs> I I can't even express that the way you did but there's something to be said for the fact that like having a partner that can see everything you're going through makes it really different like the way that we see each other's lives unfold is super special and it's it's, it, it's inspirational in a very different way. Jackson can write about me better than I can sometimes. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that, I think. Um, obviously, a lot of your songs are collabs. And um, is there any 
artist or band that you'd want to collab with in the future that you really want to make a song with? I mean, there's tons of people. Um, but yeah, like, I had to really narrow it down. Okay. Everyone always assumes that I really want to work with 21 Pilots. But Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I don't understand. What's wrong with them? Like, everyone also always says to not meet your idols. And I was like this close to that happening so many times and it hasn't happened. And I feel like there's a reason. And I don't want to rock the boat and like have somebody that means so much to me be something less than what you think. But I, I need them to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Listening to 21 Pilots has gotten me through some really fucked up shit. Like, I li- like my tattoo is a 21 Pilots like thing. You know what I mean? Like, I got a, I got a tattoo based off a lyric of a song that like helps me every day. And I'm not that kind of person either, which is weird. Like, I'm not, like, one of those, like, aggressive fans that's like, I live and die by X, Y, Z. Like, but legit, like, the the sun will rise and we will try again. That's a lyric from one of their songs. I was and just about to say that. Truce, right? It's a good Truth. one. It's, like, one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. It's one of my favorite songs because it's such a, like, sweet thing to, like, put on an album. I have met Pete once a bunch of times, and that's been really cool. Um, he's the shit. Like, he's just so nice. The first time I met him, I was wearing the craziest outfit I, ever. I had on a fucking giant denim blue coat with fur on the inside. So it was denim and white. It's the coolest coat ever. I'm not doing it justice, I promise. And I was wearing a giant yellow beanie on top of it. Um, and I looked really dope but also I looked insane. And I went to their album release party. And I met him because the head of my label at the time was like, you have to meet him, you love him. And I was like, okay. And so I met him. And at first he didn't like know that I was like on their label or whatever. And he like thought I was super weird and creepy for like two seconds. And then like he came back (laughs) a second later because they were like, no, like she's like a legit bird. Like she's not like some random stalker fan. Like or like somebody's niece, you know, like she's like actually like she's a another artist on the label. And he was like, Oh my god, hey, like, oh, you're in loot. And I was like, How the fuck do you know what loot is? <laughs> Why did you just say that? Why did that come out of your mouth? Like, I wanna be a fan. I don't wanna be somebody that you're like, oh, you're on my label. But like <laughs> it was so cool to me. And, and like he actually like spoke to me for a few minutes. It was just really cool. And he was like, Yeah, I know some of your stuff. And I was like, oh. It was like the Charles Burger thing, but like 10 times over. Because, like, I don't know, Pete Wentz is just such a staple at this point. Yeah. You think I've seen kids, and like, in my brain, that's what pops up is Pete Wentz, but young. You know, like, every kid that likes pop punk is just, it's Pete Wentz, but young. <laughs> like, with hair and the eyeliner. <laughs> like, right. You're either Pete Wentz or you're Brendan Urie in my head. That's who you are. <laughs> and like, then, not this past year, but in uh 2019 we saw him again as we were leaving the spotify like grammys thing this isn't me name dropping i promise it's just like (laughs) context we were walking out as he was arriving and he was with um who was one of the other guys one of the original guys from panic um their guitar player i think uh, they started, they were doing stuff at Field Life. No, I don't know if you know the I like the one panic song, honestly. But he started, like, a little, like, <laughs> mini thing with the guy on Field by Ramen. And so they were at the Spotify 
awards or were, not awards they were like at the spotify grammy party and we bumped into them and you know we were saying hi and like i looked so fucking dope like i looked so hot i can say that about myself like i felt <laughs> the most confident i was wearing this amazing like kim kardashian esque like black slinky super like not slinky it wasn't slinky. it was like slinky. a body concept it, it was the opposite of like slinky it was like very tight i don't know why i said that not slinky but like not slinky at all it was like black <laughs> and like body con and i was like so skinny in a not gross way in a healthy way i was just like you could see like the hourglass <laughs> was, like, i went flawless like i went the whole nine yards i was freezing but like mm-hmm. i looked amazing it was worth it <laughs> There's like this one amazing photo that me and Jackson have on like it was like one of the you know like one of those like Getty image photos and I was like oh god like this is I'm gonna save this forever like we have a fucking dope Getty images photo of me looking amazing like I don't give a fuck about what Jackson looks like I'm mm-hmm. sorry Jackson looks great too but like it was about me like I looked fucking amazing <laughs> in my own eyes and so like I saw Pete once again and it was like a year later. And <laughs> And so I was, like, introducing myself, not thinking he would remember who the fuck I was. And he, like, looks at me, like, does a double take. He's like, oh, God. (laughs) He's like, no, I know you. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I had, like, the exact same posture that I did, like, a year before. And I was, like, wearing the yellow hat. And he was like, yeah, the last time I met you, I think you were wearing, like, this giant, this really crazy jacket and, like, a yellow hat. And I was like, oh, my God, you actually remember me. Like, I literally (laughs) saw that. I was like, oh, my God, you actually remember me. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, where's Jackson? Like, I love his production. Like, I, I want to talk to him or whatever. And I was like, Jackson went to the fucking bathroom as Pete once asked about Jackson. And I was like, I don't think I've ever hated Jackson except for that one moment in time. I was like, I can't believe that you ruined my chance to fucking work with Pete once. Like, he wanted to talk to you about production and you were peeing. Like, you couldn't hold your bladder for like two seconds. By the way, Jackson has like the smallest bladder in the world. <laughs> on record I, I'm not kidding we stopped more times on tour than I've ever stopped with anybody else in a van we stop like every hour and a half or something and when we don't it's chaos it's utter <laughs> chaos but yeah so uh that I would work with Pete once I think that would be really cool um or like Brendan Urie I would really want to work with him and then like in terms of just a producer I think that I would love to work with Phineas Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Phineas. He's sick. Yeah. I know that there's no story about him. That's because I have nothing to do with him at all. Like, I just think he's awesome. And like, Phineas like a product uh, and Billie Eilish. You heard it here first. The three of them together. <laughs> I think that like I would I would die of happiness. I just want to witness how they write together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Jackson and I are dysfunctional, but, like, in, we're happily dysfunctional. So, like, in yeah. actual brother and sister, I wonder how I can only imagine, that yeah. works. I watched the uh, carpool karaoke with them, and they, like, it stops at their house, and they talk about how they, like, write everything and produce everything, like, in his room, basically. Yeah, and which I was like, oh, that's exactly the same as Jackson. Like, <laughs> I have so many photos and videos of me annoying the shit out of him, like, that. Back when Snapchat was like the cool thing to do, like when, when we were in college. And I have all these videos and photos that pop up now because we have like memories or whatever. And mm-hmm. 
I don't know what any of the captions are, but like at the time they must have been the funniest shit in the world. Cause like I am so full heartedly like laughing or like in on whatever joke I'm currently not in on. <laughs> but like there's this one photo of Jackson sitting in like his dorm room with this cup of coffee and he's just like and like I don't know what the context is at all, but I don't remember the caption is just something like it's so obviously a specific inside joke that I don't know. And I don't know why, but like, I just keep thinking about like how cute we were working together, like in his little dorm room. Like I was like scrunched in the corner, like way behind him, like practically at the wall. And he's like, like doing things like flowers <laughs> while I'm like sitting in silence, like on my phone, like annoying the shit out of him. That's like what our life was. Now it's the same thing, but I'm, like we have more space, and it's over Zoom. Yeah, and also Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we're working through Zoom. Yeah, uh, it's been really difficult actually. I have like not been able to do anything because I didn't have any way to record anything. Yeah, how could you? I know it's weird. It's not like everyone was pre prepared for this. Yeah, no, never, not in a million years. I, my, I have an, an interface coming tomorrow though, so I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. And Colin brought me a microphone this week, so now I have that too. Jackson's like loaning me equipment so I can record vocals. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you need to fucking get something done because we have nothing to show for the past two months. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna like cut stuff. He's gonna be able to like produce stuff. It, it's gonna be good. We're gonna be we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be good. Nice. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love how hopeless that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just extended this for like three more months or something. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I think they changed it today. Now it's not three months. It's just indefinite. <laughs> just forever. We love forever. that. <laughs> we love that. So uh, get used to a lot of me via Zoom. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if you guys have any questions or if you want me to ask you guys questions or what. <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting interviewed now. It's reverse. You hey, ask us questions. Podcast. Next podcast, you interview us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have seen Step Brothers, right? Yes. So uh, how much money do you make in a year? Just, yeah, we're, we're interviewing you now. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Okay, we need yeah. to get one. <laughs> we need to get one where it's just us with Jackson, and then we talk about Emma, and then we have one where it's the two of them together. Yeah, you should. Every well, episode is just really funny. <laughs> every every episode, episode should just be some aspect. Then you have to interview Colin and all the fucking dumb shit that we do that he has to deal with. <laughs> God, actually, also? that would probably be really fun if you interviewed him because, like, he's unbiased in the sense that, like me and Jackson are both annoying as fuck to him, probably. <laughs> and he is, like, the only sane person, which is ironic because Colin's nuts. But Colin's nuts in a good way where, like, it counts and, like, he's the funny, like, he's, like, the comic relief to everything we do, basically. Right. Like, whenever situations are, like, difficult on tour or, like, no, that's me. you know, when shit's fucked up on the road, like, eh, that's Colin. Colin steps in really hard there and, like, he constantly makes sure everything's okay but I'm sure it's not an easy job. He also, like, protects me, essentially, like, from creepy people when we're on tour. Like, <laughs> there was this one dad. Dude, there was this one specific time, this one creepy dad was at a show. And I think it was in San Francisco. I don't want to put someone on blast, but honestly, 
I don't care if I put you on blast. Don't be a creep at your kid. Like, don't, don't fucking be a creep. Like, he was there with his kids. Like, his daughters. And, like, he's, like, staring down my shirt and, like, (laughs) creepily standing next to me in the photo, like, touching me too close. And all of a sudden, Colin sees what's happening. And I was just being polite about it because I'm not going to make a big deal. I'm, like, it's not, I'm not trying to do that on their second date of our tour that's, like, three weeks long. And so Colin just goes, like, all right, and steps in between me and the guy. (laughs) And he's, like, all right, let's go over here. And I was like, Colin come in clutch. Colin, Colin, Colin comes in clutch a lot. <laughs> and so does Alex Burrell, who toured with us last year. Um, he did all of our like front of house stuff last year. Um, you guys have not met him because you haven't been to a show since. That's so mm. sad. Yeah. Damn. You guys, wait, you weren't at the Betty Who show, right? Mm-mm. That shit no. sold out really fast. I think it sold out before we were on the bill. We didn't even have a chance. Yeah. yeah. We're too slow. No, I mean, everyone was because we weren't announced until it was, like, sold out, so. Oh. Uh, you were like, yeah, no, no one's coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great. Awesome. Anyway. No, it was fun. It was really fun. But, uh, yeah. Do you want to, like promote your social media and we can like cut it in like oh follow me here and dream hard eyes yeah i mean um, you did yeah, a favor, you guys can totally peep heart eyes it's kind of funny to say peep heart eyes i don't know why <laughs> um, yeah totally get that shit if you want to um or if you don't want to still get it that's you should still get it anyway <laughs> go get, get hard if you eyes. don't like it send it to someone you hate <laughs> if you love it, send it to somebody that you like, and if you hate it, send it to someone you hate. So that either way, I win. <laughs> <laughs> either way, I'm making money from it. Either way, not just that, but like either way, I get plays and people hear my shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to like it, but if you listen to it once, that's fine too. Um, no, uh, but for real, yeah. Uh, listen to Hard Eyes wherever you listen to music. It's everywhere. Um, out now by Yours Truly. And you can follow us at Loot Music. It's me and Jackson, my writing partner, and my um, music partner. He's not my life partner. <laughs> <laughs> my professional partner. Husband. To clarify that. Yeah. He's my work professional husband. partner. He's not my life partner. <laughs> Everyone always thinks that we're dating, and we used to have not dating shirts. And it's really funny because my boyfriend will wear the not dating shirt. He's wearing it today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And he thinks that he's really funny whenever he wears it. Too. Like it's like a, it's like a dad joke, basically. But like right. him wearing a T-shirt by me that says "Not Dating." Um, it, it's the cutest thing ever. And um, yeah, so follow us at Loot Music anywhere. L O O T E Music. Um, I'm Emma, and Jackson is Jackson, and Jackson's not here, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. We have videos. Nothing. We have, I can't really plug a tour anymore because tours canceled. But um, we will be, we are launching a merch store as soon as Ooh, yes. it was supposed to launch with our like our release, but that we get free merch, I assume. <laughs> I can send you guys merch. Uh, I don't have any yet, but when I do, um, Russell will hit me up with the merch yeah. link. We have old merch too. Yeah, we need merch, guys. Yeah, yeah you guys can do a. 
You could do a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep it for myself, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, at look at that. I won. Oh, I won. Stop that next time, guys. Sorry. As soon as you lose. But, uh, yeah, so we are launching our new merch store um, very soon. And it's going to have really cool merch in it because I designed all of it. I always design our merch. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm extremely proud of that fact. I'm just I'm gonna put that out there now. I love it. It's awesome. And if it's not perfect, I will die. So yeah, we need some merch, guys. Well, some lube. We'll buy it. What, what do you guys think it's gonna look like? I am interviewing Heart- right now. Heart- Giant <laughs> the white white fur inside. No, it's just a it's it's yeah. No, it's a blonde girl. No, it's a blonde girl laying on a bench with a cast on her leg. <laughs> And three it's random guys in the background. It was literally just a stint. It was like, yeah. <laughs> they wrapped my legs. It's like two planks of wood. Giant, I don't remember whether it was wood or plastic. It was something. And they just put my fucking ankle inside it. And they were like, yeah, you get to go. Yeah, they did. They strapped wood to the back of it. What did you say? They just like found it somewhere. Like they were like, oh, pick up those two planks. Yeah. Two <laughs> sticks on the ground. For all I know, they could have just done that. Like I have no Probably. idea where it came from. I just, they took it out of some other place that I didn't see. And then they like wrapped my foot, like was in front of it and then strapped ice packs to it. <laughs> and that was my cast. That's so Oh, wait, I didn't even get to tell you guys the funniest part. After that happened, for like six weeks, I said six weeks before, but for real, at least six weeks, I was like, uh, we were supposed to do all this promo shit, and also, I was going on vacation right after. I went to Miami, like, three days later, with all this bullshit, and on top of that, I went to California, and went on, like, the Warner Brothers tour, and, like, I had oh, yeah, I did a thing on my leg through the whole tour. They were like, do you want a wheelchair? Like, do you need, like, access to stuff? But every time I went through an airport, I would, like, check that I needed, like, a wheelchair because I didn't have to, like, deal with any of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was fucking awesome. It was <laughs> amazing. I've never been treated so well in my whole life as when I needed a wheelchair at the airport. It was me and, like, five old ladies every time. It was great. <laughs> Maybe I'll got, just break my like, leg. Yeah, doesn't sound that bad. Time. They like gave me better <laughs> seats. I didn't have to sit in the dumb seats that I normally sit in with like no leg room. I was like, hi. As you can clearly see, <laughs> I need more space. And they were like, hmm, we got you, ma'am. <laughs> they would wheel me all the way down like, to the plane. It was amazing. That was the only good thing about my leg was that well, no, there's two good things. That and I didn't actually break it, but. I thought you were going to say, and you met us. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> She's like, mm, no, no. Like, no. Three good things. Three good things. That's fine. Three good things. You can find three good things to happen, like, in any situation. You're good, right? Like, even if shit's That's shitty. Right. If you can find three good things, you're good. Right. That's going to be, like, that. a new thing, maybe. Maybe I'm awesome, and, like, I just go the world by, like, telling them to think of three good things that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Any situation. It's good. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. This EP is, like, our happy EP, even though it doesn't mm. always seem like it. Do you guys hear that? 
is that a, I, I want to actually ask you guys a real question. Do you, can you guys tell the difference between like our albums or EPs, whatever? I feel like the last one was like really sad and like vulnerable, and this one is like more cheery. But there is like a sad song in this one, right? Sandra, what's the song that you hate? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, when you guys threw each other into the. Oh, awesome. we do. <laughs> uh songs i don't i don't hate it i think it was just not it was like it, i think it was just like too slow and not really yeah but it was uh i like it jack likes it i like it a lot actually i feel like we, i thought that we needed something that wasn't just a boppy summer song like well, that's true all right yeah. that's true like, I, I felt like it needed depth and like that's like it was one of the things that we were going through at the time like that was another one that jackson and i wrote by ourselves because we were just like in it and he was feeling some type of way about like this girl that he didn't know if anything was going to happen with and he was like it was his are you sure essentially but from mm -hmm. the opposite stance he was just like i'm really not great at this it's like the one thing i'm really bad at is like being in a good relationship with a girl like i don't think he's been in a serious relationship this is like his first real thing since like college you know that like is going well right <laughs> <laughs> that isn't like you know not great um but it's one of his like not fears i don't want to speak for him like i don't want to make him sound like he needs pity or something because he's like a super <laughs> strong individual like he's very much the, the like he's like the captain of the ship you know like he he reigns me in i'm usually the one that's like all over the place but songs about girls is the slow song that was one of my worries about putting it on that ep is that it's it's very out there but i thought that it was like it was necessary because it was like his turning point sort of mm -hmm. and like it's his growth you know as a right. person i changed my mind i love it if <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't mean anything what i say means nothing like literally at the end of the day if i put something out and people hate it that's that's all that matters like you hate it i'm not gonna fucking present it to you anymore like i'm not gonna play that shit if you guys don't want to hear it but that being said like you know jackson might want to play it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i i thought that it was important that we keep moving forward you know yeah. and like i didn't want to be releasing our first independent ep and like not have anything new to say i was scared to not have anything meaningful and I'm really glad that, like, through, like, the last three EPs, I can hear, like, that I'm older now. Like, I can hear mm -hmm. that, like, I've learned from mistakes that I've made or, like, I've learned from things that I've done right. And, like, I'm actually happy now rather than, like, trying to be or looking for that, you know, right. in love in life or whatever. I feel more like I've come to terms with who I am as a person, which is interesting. But it's cool that like you guys are also older you know mm -hmm. i like that like we can grow at the same time because it makes sense i don't know how else to describe that like, yeah, no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you guys get it because you understand what we're talking about even if it's mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. anyway i just wanted to ask that because it's interesting to hear what people who i'm not like in a bubble with have to say about stuff like that so thank you for hating our song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. oh man. Yeah, I don't know what else to say at this point. Yeah, I have nothing else. You guys, I got, I got, no, I got nothing else.
Thank you so much, Emma, for joining us. We had a blast. We've wanted to have you on since you got the hairline fracture on your leg. <laughs> so thank you so much. It was awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I hope that you guys stay healthy, happy, and safe. And even in this crazy time, I'm, uh, it's nice to know that we can all get together and talk about happier times. So thank you for that trip down memory. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I'm feeling foolish just because you've been fooling with someone who isn't who they used to be. Someone who isn't me. Whose bad idea was this anyway? Said that we needed space. We just got closer. Late at night, missing the little things. Something as simple as baby, come over. But I can't forget the way you taste. So I pour another shot and I pretend that it's you. Tonight